Alana JLo. Yeah. How are you doing, babes? Good. I am um, a little bit tired, but I'm awake. It's a little bit past 11. Yeah. You took about an hour and a half nap. Yeah, I did. I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. Tell me why. Well, because I, I, um, I've been waking up so, and it's just not, it's not just today. I, um, the last couple of nights I have been, it's been hot. Um, and, uh, it has been uncomfortable. Um, and I've been sweaty and everything. So, um, that doesn't help. But last night I slept a little bit better and, um, I'm hoping by tonight I will be able to sleep better too. It is June 24th, 2021. Yes. And uh, according to what I've been hearing on the news, we are about to get a historic heat wave this weekend. Oh. Like nothing we've ever seen before in Portland. Wow. Yeah. I'm a little bit nervous. How do you feel? Um, I'm nervous, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not that nervous. But I'm glad that I'm prepared. What I told you to do last night. So a little bit of a backstory. Mm-hmm. I used to do performances back in the day that I would help organize. Yeah. But uh the person who was running the events had this habit of overselling them. So oh, yeah. if we only had 60 seats, yes. he'd sell 105 seats. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That, that That's a lot of money. Right. And, but I wouldn't get paid any extra. Wow. But this is, you know, you can, if you want to hear me rant about that, uh, talk to me in public. 60, 105 seats for 60 people. Why? Well, so what he would do is oftentimes in the middle of the show. So this is when I used to do the dinner in the darks when we'd be escorting people and they'd be like moving tables and at the last minute or seating people on stage. Wow. Um, so of course I'd have to facilitate with that. With any extra, yeah, I any think my my thing is if you if you know uh, roughly how many people should be there, you shouldn't have to oh, you shouldn't oversell them. Yeah. But he's a very mindful person, babes. Uh, Doesn't sound very mindful yeah. to me. And he loves the staff. But anyways, <laughs> and himself apparently, as, as you can tell from some of the stories I've said, this isn't meant to bitch about him. What it is meant to uh, say is. One of the techniques we used to use for keeping the crowd a little bit cooler mm-hmm. is uh might actually help us this weekend. And that was one of the things we used to do was we'd fill buckets with ice uh-huh. and place a fan over them. Uh-huh. Because uh the way I understand the way fans work is they just blow around air. Yes. So if the air is hot, it helps a little bit, but it doesn't make that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But if you're blowing around an air that's like right above ice, mm-hmm. it helps bring down the temperature somewhat. Interesting. Yeah. It's not foolproof. It's not going to make your apartment feel like it's 50 degrees no. when we hit, uh, you know, 108, but it will help. Okay. And that's why last night I had you place in an order for 10 pounds of ice. Yeah. And I didn't realize that, um, <laughs> I didn't know that they had 10 pound bags, but apparently they do. They do. I was a little bit nervous that they might actually be sold out. I wasn't so nervous because they have to have like extra ice on hand. I mean, it's a big department store, so. But that's what we thought about things like toilet paper when the pandemic started. But that, that was a re- okay. That was ridiculous. How many how many stories I've been hearing about people fighting over toilet paper? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not as. I mean, toilet paper is needed for sure. But then, what about you know? What about ice? What about the essential stuff? What about um, you know meat products? If if you cook with meat. What about veggies? I mean, I would think those are going to go out. But toilet paper was ridiculous. Yes. People like to shit. Apparently. Yes. I suppose. Yes. Well, there's there's more to that than just pooping, love. Okay. What else? Yeah, you got to pee also. I don't use toilet paper after I pee. Oh, wow. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> okay. Men don't use toilet paper after they pee. I don't oh, think. actually, that I, you might be right about that. Yeah, why would we do that? Mm, I don't know. 
Oh. Well, at least have toilet paper in case you miss a bowl. Oh, what else? <laughs> that's what some I, guys do. That's what I have you here for. Some guys, oh. some guys miss a bowl entirely, that's and right. they, I don't Anyways, understand it. Anyway, you can get off the get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mom was visiting town and yeah, speaking of pots, she bought you a big one, which you needed. Yes. But yes. you were on the phone and you said, I love my pot. <laughs> and I, I believe I started laughing at that. Yes. And I said, I'm talking about the pot that you cook in. Oh. You really never smoked a joint. I know, we've talked about this before. And you're not interested in doing edibles? No. Uh oh. If you. No, no. No, 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 but there's. Hold on. Let me talk. Mm? There's talk of you possibly going to Seattle at the end of next month for like a week and a half. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know yet. And I haven't done edibles since before the pandemic started. Good for you. If you end up going, there's a slight chance I might do some. Do we have to talk about this now, really? Okay, I thought you wanted to know. Exactly, exactly why I'm not telling people about our episodes. Okay, <laughs> so what else? Don't need to know that. <laughs> A little too much info. We always start off with topics that I like to discuss. What's something you want to bring up? Hmm. How? Okay, so. How many buckets? I'm I'm curious about this because you had a big crowd of people. How many buckets of ice would you have there to um to cool them off? It would vary depending on the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it would be one, other times it would be a couple, but usually no more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Very good. Okay. Yes, we were always told that the uh, business was going out of money, even though we would oversell shows. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, goodness. we're close to bankruptcy. Well, then why are we, but we're doubling the capacity that we have, but we're close to bankruptcy? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It it would make more sense if you guys had like a like something to fundraise for it, like a benefit concert if you guys were actually um having problems with that. Yes. That would make more sense than overselling the seats. Exactly. But anyways, that's a little bit. Annoying. I could, you know, let's actually get on this for a second. Okay. So I cut the owner of this business out of my life like six months ago, as you know. Good for you. And I was waiting for you to do that. Yeah, and it was a good decision. I feel very happy about that. Good for you. But the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about it. Like, oh, I really want to tell this person off. Um, that's the one part about cutting somebody out of your life. It makes it harder to tell them to go fuck themselves. That does, uh, what's the point? I mean, you already cut them off anyway. Well, uh, well, we're, we're going to get there, babes. Yes. And for a couple mornings, I was thinking about this. Like, I would really like to write them a very angry email telling them all the ways that they've wronged me (laughs) and pretending like I've only been the good guy in the situation, which, you know, and and obviously right now you're hearing my side of the story. You're not getting their perspective, right? Mm -hmm. But even if I got their perspective, would I listen? I don't know. Well, even if you weren't my girlfriends and you listened, I don't know if it would make sense, but I have a bias and we should be honest about that. Yeah. But that's actually not, the point isn't to rag on this particular individual, right, right, even right. though it sounds like it at the moment. Yes. So I kept thinking about this, like, oh, I really want to tell them off and, and really make sure that they know that they I'm know that I'm a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, well, all this time I've been thinking about, well, I want to get this person out of my life and hopefully they can move on from, you know, just reaching out to me. Yes. Because this person would talk to me a couple of times a year about, you know, you should really return to the business. It's changed. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> I, but, but here's, here's where things start to shift in my thinking. Uh-huh. About a week ago, I started thinking to myself, well, okay. They're not contacting me. And now it's my turn to start to move on mm-hmm. from there. And not yeah. only that, is it just that I want to write something negative? Because I could just do that and just never send it. Mm-hmm. Or is it that I want to be heard? Mm. Right. So 
it's not that I need to move on from being around this person. At least I don't think it is. Yes. But it's like, I need to move on from the desire to be heard. Mm. So I have said my piece to this person before, but I've yeah. always couched it. Yes. Which I, I in, in retrospect, I'm not sure how helpful that was. Mm-hmm. And I think I was listened to, but not heard. Well, and I, I, I could clarify that if, if you need me to. Well, here's something to think about. Because you said you wanted to be heard. Yes. And there are times where I have thought about telling somebody off in my own way, even though that's, you know, that doesn't always work. And it, you know, sometimes there are ways that people get closure from, from things. Um, don't you think in some ways that because you literally and seriously cut him off, don't you think that that's a way that he, uh, will hear you? I think it's a way, but it's not me going into every specific detail. And I, and I, I should probably also clarify in my head what the difference is between being listened to and being heard because Mm -hmm. I have been listened to. Right. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, my definition and not the dictionaries is that when I've been listened to, it feels like I've, uh, he heard the talking points mm-hmm. and knew the right way to respond. And I was couching it as opposed to me just saying what I have to be said and letting it in there without hearing the talking points because it feels at this point kind of like a robotic response I would get from this person. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes any sense to you. I kind of. I mean, I had to cut somebody out of my life. I told you about her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't write her a letter. In fact, the last time that I I emailed her back, it was a nice one. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we should talk. But then I thought, why did I say that? Why couldn't I just say, no, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm done. I'm done with your stuff. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to talk to you anymore because you're always like this. Yeah. So, and, and here's kind of the conclusion I came through with all this. Cause this, again, this happened when your mom was here mm-hmm. and it's still kind of brand new, but here's where I stand today. I would really love to be heard by this person, yes. but the reality is I don't think that that's going to happen. And yes, I, I still know their email address. Mm-hmm. I could write a very angry email and you know how I am with words. Yes. I can make it really good and I could dig in deep and you can take jabs at this person. Ma- you make jabs at this person, maybe even make them cry. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to send something like that unprovoked to somebody mm-hmm. and. I don't think so. So I think what the answer is, I need to learn to accept the fact that I'm not going to be heard by somebody. And it sucks because I feel that I have a valid perception or perspective on things. And it's also not the end of the world that they're not going to be able to fully comprehend what I'm saying. But would they, would they have, uh, would this person have listened to you if you said something? Because it sounds to me like he wouldn't. No, but that's that's kind of what I was saying with my definition of right being heard versus being listened. Yes. They'd listen and would just give the typical response yeah. but not change the behavior that led to me having to say my piece. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't really, I mean, okay, I'll hear, oh, I love you, I love you, and I'll do different in the future, and then... The guessing and then it just change, changes, and it, it just changes back to where it used to be. Yes. The, yeah, the yeah. checking out starts over again. Exactly. So what, what I'm trying to get down to is human relationships are complicated. Yeah. And for me, I wish there was a better answer. And it's something that I've, I've also kind of accepted. And th- this is another part of the equation. Mm-hmm. That this may come up again. I'm not going to stop struggling with this, but for the time being, I think a better goal for me than just saying, I hope this person never contacts me again is for me to say to myself, how can I deal with not getting heard? Because I'm not going to be right. You know, does that make any sense to you? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I, I, um, I've gone through those feelings before with other people. 
I mean, there are times where I've written letters and I never sent them off. Or at least I wrote a letter and never sent it off. Yeah. And I'm like, what this, in some ways I kind of feel like, in, and it's terrible to say, but there are times where I feel like I would get satisfaction to know this person has gotten upset over what I said. Mm-hmm. Because at least they know where I'm coming from and at least that would give them something to think about. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I may never get that opportunity and that may just have to be my closure yeah and we're, if we're going to be for real that's that's a big part of what i wanted in the situation uh-huh. and if we're also going to be honest that is um something that is okay to want but it might be better if i looked at how can i want less of that going forward in my life Less of giving somebody else trauma. I will tell you this because I know you're not a part of the uh, virtual world in terms of uh, chat line stuff. Yes. Because, I mean, Clubhouse is, is definitely a step above that. But I will say this. It's easier to tell somebody off virtually than it is to tell somebody off that you actually know. Yeah, and in this situation, I'd be telling somebody off who I've spent time in their home, we yes. travel together, so that makes it a whole lot more difficult. And, and and again, it doesn't mean that this person is a bad person. It just means that, in my experience, I felt um, underappreciated in a big way. Yes, with virtual, with virtual, maybe not friendships, maybe their virtual nemesis or uh, adversaries, it's easier if you know for sure you're not going to meet this person. And to the best of my knowledge, I don't really have any virtual enemies. Maybe I do, but I, I'm unaware of it at this point. Yes. 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 Well, I've got a couple, but it's it's not because of me. It's because of them. It's always because of them, isn't it? Well. Well, that's another thing I was looking at. Well, I mean, oh. I mean, I, and I'm and I'm biased too because you don't know that you don't understand that world. Yes, and only I understand what's going on in it. So you're only hearing my side of the story. So let's use this as a way to springboard into something else that's been coming up recently. With okay, you. and then we'll move on to maybe some lighter topics. All right. Um, my collaboration with the person I just mentioned mm-hmm. had uh, a lot of bumps in the road, to put it kindly, right? Oh, yes. And as you also know, I've had many issues with collaborating with people in the past. Mm-hmm. This has been something that's been coming up a lot. Yes. And it does make me want to look at my behavior because in every situation with collaboration in the past, let's say, decade and a half, mm-hmm. I believe that I was wronged. But if we're going to be real about this, most people will tell you that. And the common denominator in all my collaborations within the last 15 years is me. Right. So I have been starting to do some soul searching about, well, what is it about me that either attracts people who are bad collaborators Mm -hmm. or makes people not want to sew up completely? And that's something that I'm going to have to really deal with and take a hard look at. Um, so remember when I talked about the person I was supposed to meet because she was going to be, I was going to be possibly her intern? Yes. And she just did not show up for it. I was the one that was making the appointments. I was calling more than once. I reached out to her. Um, I even sent her a follow-up email saying that I waited for her for an hour and I don't understand what's going on and I wish that she would have explained it. Um, but there wasn't anything that I could have done differently to, to, to put it, to be honest with you, because I don't, I didn't know this person. Uh, somebody gave me her information because they knew who she was. And then later on, I just had to go to my teacher and say, Hey, this is not working out. I was really hoping to find 
somebody like her to intern with when she just is not doing her part. And I was like, well, what could I, and I was thinking, I'm like, well, what could I have done differently? And I, and I, I really believe that I had done everything that I should have done. I followed up. I, I called, I emailed, what have you. And I don't know what I could have done. I hear what you're saying. Not that I'm, you know, I don't know. Not that I'm trying to toot my own horn or anything. I just, no, but you've heard many stories like that from me. Mm-hmm. And, and again, the common denominator is me. So I, I, I got to come to terms with that. And, and I don't know how, I don't think it's going to be an easy answer. Um, but I have really a bad history with collaborating with people. But and, I, at some point that we got to say that that's reflecting something within my personality. I don't know if it is. Hmm. I'm telling you, I don't know if it is because if people make plans with you, and you're upfront about what you want to happen. You give, you've given them the specific specifics, but they don't show up. That's not, that's really not your problem. I don't think. But if it happens consistently, then it, then it says something. Deeper. But then what? And it does what, happen consistently. Yeah. But then what could, what, what would you have done that was so wrong? That's what I'm trying to wonder, think about because if they, don't show up for you and you show up, that's really a problem on their part. And it's reflective more on, it's reflecting more on them. I think. Yeah. But we're getting back to the thing of it's happened so many times that this is why it's a difficult question to ask. What am I doing wrong? And it may be that I'm just attracting the wrong people into my life and that I am showing up completely, or it could be, I'm showing up, but I'm not, there's something off about the way I'm showing up. So it's, it's not an easy answer, but it is something I'm starting, starting to question more and more because I don't want to be, you know, 15 years older and just having a ton more stories about how I tried to collaborate with people and people still aren't showing up for me. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't love because I've known people like that. And at some point that gets really, really pathetic in my opinion. Right. But I really, I honestly don't think it's you, though. I really don't. I don't either, but I think it's worth asking the question, am I wrong for not thinking that's me? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Oh. I really don't know. I mean, because you think you can, you can think about every single detail about that collaboration. I mean, even with me, when I was trying to get clientele, that would actually study with me and I would only get maybe a lesson out of, out of them. Or maybe they'll say, yeah, I'm really interested, but they never follow up with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that it, I mean, I don't know what I could have done. I mean, I'm not the kind of person that will hound you to death because you said that you wanted to have a lesson with me, whoever it is. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm not the kind of person to say, well, you said you wanted a lesson with me, so I'm, I'm following up, right? It's really not my place to do that. It's their decision if they want to have a lesson with me. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. You know, um, but I'm, I'm still going to ask the question because I want things to change. Yeah. Or not change, but if they don't change, then just be aware of maybe I should collaborate with less with people. Or really get to know a person before you collaborate with them. I've had that. Okay. Yes. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. really make sure that this is the kind of person you want to collaborate with. Yes. But you know me too. It's like, I also have that little kid part of my personality to where if I hear a cool idea, I want to go for it. Absolutely. And I think we all should have that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you, you find the cool opportunity. Why not take it? Right. And oftentimes it'll bite me in the ass because I'll stay up on the phone with somebody like a friend of mine, or we'll go out to dinner before the pandemic and we'll start riffing on a cool idea. Then I'll go to follow up with them and they'll say, Oh, we were just talking. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah, it. Yeah. We, we, I don't really want to do that to you. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to just say, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Yeah, and actually, you know, carry it out. Yes. Yes. 
Well, so. and and then and some some ideas will be hits and misses, just like you know, just like any other idea. But I don't think you should rip on yourself for it. No, but I think I should examine it a little bit. Be introspective, and and also for your sake too, because you really want to be with somebody fifteen <laughs> years from now who's talking about another person who didn't show up for them. <laughs> Well, have you talked to anybody else about this besides myself? I may have mentioned it uh, to a mental health professional, mm -hmm. but kind of in passing because we had a lot of things to talk about. Right, okay. And it could be something that is followed up with in a couple weeks. Did this person give you any, uh, like, assignments or... He did. They were related to other things because, so there was a lot to discuss when I talked to this person. Yeah. This Cause I never, I never asked you about that, but yeah, if you want to go into it a little bit of that, you can. I won't really just because it's a little bit more complicated. Not yeah. because I don't want to, but right, right, right. cause you know, I'm an open book, but suffice it to say this topic will come up again in therapy and <laughs> whatever I call therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. In the future. Yeah. So it's something to look forward to. The age. Whoa. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, let's completely switch Yay. and forget that I just said that I suck at collaboration <laughs> because I'm collaborating. <laughs> <laughs> the, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. Now that I've completely trashed uh, collaboration, let's <laughs> talk about a collaboration I'm doing with somebody who's not Alana without giving out any names. I I'm so glad this is going well for you, by the way. Yes. Me and somebody I met on Clubhouse started a music club called Sonic Symbols. Awesome. And we are starting to share music once a week with people. That is so cool. And folks are starting to really resonate with it. So, for example, a couple weeks ago, uh, my friend put together a list on the music of Africa. Cool. And this week, I did half of a playlist uh, celebrating the outside because now we're into summer mm -hmm. COVID restrictions are starting to be lifted. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to go into that mm -hmm. and people were, it seemed to really dig it, which made me very happy. Cool. There's very also cool. talks of us doing a cooking show. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Very good. How do you feel about all this? Because you've heard some of the music you've, Obviously, you heard me discuss about this collaboration. I was trying to contribute mm -hmm. <laughs> to some of it. I think I did um, on a for a couple of your playlists. Yes, um, I like that. It's really cool. I'm glad it's really going well. I am too. I'm I'm glad that that collaboration is uh, has gotten to a really good start. Yes. Yeah. And last week. You, me, my friend, and your mom went to see LaRonda Steele at Pioneer Square. Except we didn't get to see her because the, the concert was postponed. Yes. Was Both of us, I had looked the night before and it was the same time. Right, because you even, yeah, you were looking at it over the phone. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, at the same time. So I was really, really excited. Because she's a great singer. Oh, she's great. And um, with her family in tow. They're a very talented, a very talented family. And I was very disappointed to find out that she was not going to perform at 12. Yes. That day. Yeah. It's okay. It was, uh, you know, it was a nice day. Um, your friend bought it, uh, brought his dog and I thought she was really nice. Mm -hmm. Really sweet dog. I, I will tell you this. I got a little bit nervous when your mom asked my friend, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, yeah, something like that. I was. <laughs> I, I really, really need to talk to her about that because she's done that so many times. Yes. And she'll just, uh, I love my mom very much, but sometimes she's like way too open with that and she doesn't wait for the door to open. She opens the door. And I never thought that was okay with anybody. I, I just never, I mean, she did that with my friends in high school. Oh, and that's I was weird. like, I was like, I'm thinking to myself, why, why is she doing that? You know, you don't, you, that's not the way you, you share with people. You just wait till the door is open. You don't open the door yourself. I understand that you had a brief discussion with your mom after you two got back to the apartment, but 
Yes, a, it did. A question I would have for you. Yes. Do you th- do you think your mom was shocked to learn that I have atheist friends and know people from different uh, religious persuasions? We never talked about that. Okay. We, I mean, a lot of people have different kinds of friends. I mean, my my mom was a neighbor. Uh, she had a neighbor that was an atheist. Uh, but they were, but they were nice, you know, they were nice people, but they're, they're atheists and they were kind of, um, I forgot what they were not happy about, but, um, I met this lady and, you know, she seemed like a nice lady and, you know, my mom, my mom knows people of different religions too. I didn't know that. I always thought that your mom just hung out with Christians or I don't would think go to convert people. Here, here's something, here's something I'll say. Go ahead. It's not always a good, it's not always a good thing to hang out with the, uh, the people that think like you all the time. Yes. Like, I mean, I, I do have Christian friends, but I also know some non-Christian people and I don't think that's right to just, have your own circle and you never go out of your circle. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a hardcore agnostic, but you've also met one of my best friends who's like super Catholic and goes to church several times a week on a, like not just during the holidays, but on the regular. Regularly. Yeah. Regular to mass. Yes. I mean, he isn't doing it as much right now because of COVID, but he's still doing the virtual stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've had, I've, I've had a friend from many persuasions, even though I'm agnostic, because I think you're right. It opens your mind to different ideas and maybe exposes them to some things that they wouldn't learn otherwise. Well, and, and so, and I, I heard something, I think it might have been the other night on a program where if you're gonna, um, if you're, you know, if you're a devout Christian, for example, it's not so easy to share a, to share a, a person's faith with someone that was stuck in religion all, all their life. Mm. And when I mean religion, I mean like if somebody was a Jehovah's Witness or if somebody was uh, a hardcore Mormon, um, a Seventh-day Adventist, what have you, uh, because they're stuck in religion and they don't want to change or they don't want to think differently. But a person that um, is not a religious person, maybe um, – has has differing beliefs it's it's a little bit easier because you know that you're giving you know a person like myself would be giving them a newer a, a different perspective on things yeah and have you ever considered babe that maybe you'd learn something about religion from somebody who doesn't share the same faith as you like who knows maybe in a couple of years you'll need you'll meet some nice muslim people and think to yourself well I, I, I always thought of it as just this religion of war, but now I'm seeing a different side of it. Well, the one thing that I will say, because we, I remember I was a part of a ministry on campus. It was called, uh, and, and sorry, that's my cream. I just put some cream on my hand. Okay. Um, that's, uh, I could have done that. That's pain cream, bubs. Oh, okay. That's why it smells kind of funny. Um, it has menthol in it. Anyway, um, like the cigarette? No, it's just... Okay, keep It's going. like the kind in Vicks. Nice. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so anyway, um, what I was going to say is um, we were talking to some um, Muslims on campus because we want... I mean, even if we didn't have the same religious beliefs, we wanted to somehow connect with them on a, um, you know, on something that we agreed on. Yeah. And we came to the conclusion that Muslims pray a lot more than some Christians do. And it's, it's like five times a day, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, and we were thinking, you know what? <laughs> I was thinking to myself, geez, I should be praying a lot more than that. Um, but they do. Uh, and, um, the, the leader of the ministry wanted to go to, I forgot what it was. Some kind of ceremony, but I, I didn't end up going. Um, but we were trying to find, uh, some common ground that we can actually connect on so we could have a conversation, but, um, we didn't, we weren't talking to them for too long. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. I think it's very good to open your perspective up. And it's, it's also very difficult as well. 
it is difficult. It, I mean, I, I, I think it is because there are some people that just don't want to talk about it or they are, they, they could be hostile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they could be completely closed off to it and it's, uh, you know, it, it, it can be very difficult. Yes. Yes. Babes. Yes. On a somewhat lighter note. Since your mom was visiting, yeah, I wasn't able to have the type of fun that we usually have. No, but uh, <laughs> that's going to change this weekend. In any events, okay, I've been doing, or the last two Fridays, we've been having movie nights on Clubhouse, mm. and I was a little bit surprised about how many people I'm friends with who haven't watched the Before trilogy. Yeah, I didn't even hear about it until you mentioned it to me and we watched it together. Yeah. And it was so much fun showing it to people mm-hmm. who I've known for years and ha- they still haven't seen it. I think it's really cool that they both agreed. Uh, I, I forgot how many people were there. Um, I thought it was really cool that they all agreed for the most part that um, before sunrise was the best. Yes. And... Um, and then what did they say about the last one? The last one before midnight is second best in the trilogy and before sunset, sunset was not the, is the weakest. Yeah, which I, would I agree. agree with. Yeah. I would agree. There I wish there were more stuff in there, but it's but it's still a solid movie. It's still a solid movie, but I would I would understand why why people would think it was the weakest, and mm-hmm. I would agree. Yes. Yeah. Um but it's it's I don't know. It was really cool watching it through their perspective. And to see the uh, relationship between Jesse and Celine grow and hit complications again. Yeah, and and when they, you know, when the when the movie gets to the end of the movie, it's like, well, what happens with this couple? Do they are they making up, or do they decide that 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 we're not going to be together anymore. Or does Jesse get in his time machine and pick another <laughs> destination? He didn't have a time machine. I thought he told her that he did. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. But she, yeah. Leave his clothes and his girl behind. <laughs> right. Yes. See you in the next century. <laughs> I'm going to the 1800s. Bye. <laughs> That would be that would be an extra bonus if there wasn't a time machine in this movie. Right. A real time machine in the movie. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yes. And make it a little bit different. It would be funny if it was a if it was like um uh the before trilogy meets uh hot tub time machine, which would be kind of strange. But. Yes. Before trilogy is much better than the hot tub time It sounded like a dumb movie, honestly. It was fun to watch. I know that they did a sequel, but I only saw the original. It was fun to watch once, but I haven't revisited it. I have no desire to see it again. So the the hot tub is basically their time machine. Yeah, they like pour some liquid in it and it's like cursed or something. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a stupid comedy to ask me. Yes. I wanted babes Mm -hmm. because unfortunately Ned Beatty died recently. Oh. I was thinking about showing my friends network. Oh yeah, and I couldn't find and and I had a hard time finding a descriptive version of it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of talking in it though. I still think that you would want to hear somebody describing what's going on on screen. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I could not find anything. And I was actually on one of the websites um, that we talked about, and I, I still couldn't find anything. There's a ton of movies out there that haven't been audio described. Yeah. I was thinking about showing Pumpkin at some points. Yes. That's not on audio description. Uh, the bunch of movies I was looking for. There was one that really surprised me that wasn't on audio description. Was um, that? I, I don't remember the name of it now, unfortunately. But, um... Yeah, it's hard to find movies sometimes. It is. You know. It is. Although I did find Rear Window. 
Really? Yes. You could show them that. That, that I might do. Rear Window is a good movie. It's a great one. I wonder if Vertigo is audio described. Oh, I, I would totally. I'm down for watching a Vertigo one. Just because I feel I need to see it again to fully understand it as well. I'm glad that we saw, uh, what was the movie thing? What did they, what did they call it? I think that was the take did, uh, examination of Vertigo. That was really good because now I have a, an, I, an understanding about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And how, how crazy, uh, Jimmy Stewart got when, um, he was with that other lady. I was thinking about something, babes. Uh oh, he's thinking. Oh, that's a good thing, Jewel. Oh, I never said it was a bad thing. Well, okay, so consider this. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Stewart made well, his last collaboration with uh, Alfred Hitchcock was 1959. Mm-hmm. And Hitchcock lived like another 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I believe Cary Grant, I don't know. The last movie they did together. I think it may have been North by Northwest, which was like 57 or 58. Yeah. And then, again, Hitchcock lives two more decades. I'm wondering if the reason they never worked with him again, and this is all mm-hmm. speculation, is because he was too much of a challenging director. Meaning mm. that, the like, Jimmy Stewart has uh, the reputation of being the everyman. Yeah. Right? Like, people compare Tom Hanks to Jimmy Stewart. Wow. But if you look at him in Alfred Hitchcock movies, I I think that they're his best films. I like them better than the movies he made with Frank Capra. Uh Uh-huh. But they challenge that perception as the nice guy. Because of things like Vertigo. Mm -hmm. Or a a lesser extent, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Yes. And Cary Grant had this thing as, like, the loose, fun-loving guy. But yet his movies with Jimmy Stewart, or his, his movies with Alfred Hitchcock, were a little bit more heady. They made you think more. Yes. And they weren't just simple popcorn movies. Yes. And so I wonder if that's why they never worked with him uh, past, like, 1959. I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe I'm working with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if they just thought he was too problematic or or maybe they just never found the right movie to work with him again huh because he i mean i liked him he could be funny he could be serious yeah he could be dramatic he was really good yeah he's great i mean even in in rope i mean rope was such a good movie and it wasn't that long but it really made you think about things it did it did and jimmy stewart's awesome in that movie Yes, he is. Yes, yes he is because he, well, we 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 talked about rope, but it was it really made you think about stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, was that man undesirable? You know, oh. that's uh, that's not good. Yeah, and uh, how how he got into that conversation with that that friend of his. Yes, you. And went to hide the body. Yes. Did you watch any movies with your mom? Um, there was a movie we watched that was, it was okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh, it was called Love by Accident. Have you heard of it? No. Um, she found it on YouTube. It was about this girl, um... I forgot what her name was. Um, I think her name was, um, what was it? Oh, I, I can't think of her name. Anyway, it's, it's not with actors or actresses that we, we recognize, but it's about this girl who, um, is taking care of her grandma because her grandma has cancer. We find out that um, her mother had an accident, a car accident that killed her. And um, they ended up taking care, her grandparents ended up taking care of her. And, um, and now the grandma's sick and she wants her to be in a relationship because 
the uh, unbeknownst to the grandma, she's never been in a serious relationship. The granddaughter has yeah. always been single. Yeah. She, she has not been in a serious relationship. And, uh, I think she gets into this accident. She meets this guy named Matt. And, um, uh, they kind of, you know, sort of, you know, start to get a little bit closer, but they haven't really, you know, I think you, you kind of pick up that things are kind of blossoming between them, but she, in her head, it's just a pretend game. She wants to pretend that she's in a serious relationship to make her grandma happy. Um, and then meanwhile, Matt's going through this thing where, um, he hasn't seen his father in 10 years and he's very, very upset with him because his mother almost died and he wasn't there because he was drinking at a bar and, um, he didn't think that, um, his father really loved him and his sister and he's been very, very bitter towards his father and uh, he finds out later on that his mother told his father, don't contact the kids. Do not contact the kids. And um, he, his father uh, caught up with him in the, in the, like towards the end of the movie. And he gave, he was trying to give Matt a letter uh, from their, from his mother saying that uh, what was really going on. Uh, so it's, it's, I don't know. It, it was, it was, uh, in some, uh, parts of this movie, it was like a kind of a romantic, sort of a comedy, kind of a drama thing, but it, it was okay. It wasn't the best movie, but it was okay. Nice. It was better than, uh, that one movie I told you about, Honeymoon with Mom. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it was really dumb. <laughs> this girl ends up with a, with a, going to her honeymoon destination with her mother because, uh, her, um, fiance left her at the altar. Or her, her fiance, um, decided that it wasn't a good idea to get married. And she was very upset with him. I think Kelsey Grammer and Christian Bell did a movie like that a couple of years ago on Netflix. Kelsey Grammer and Christian Bell? Yeah. Like he plays the dad. And she's the bride who got left at the altar. I never watched it, but I heard about it. What was it called? I don't remember because you know there's so many Netflix things that come out. Was it like a t- like a kind of like a made for Netflix movie? Yes, only? it was a Netflix original. Okay. Yes. 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 Interesting. Yes. I almost forgot, babes. What's that? You are now hanging out with fully vaccinated Rick. Oh, I knew that. I, I, you know, I said that I got the last shot, but since then, it's been a couple of weeks, so I'm now fully vaccinated, Rick. Oh, great. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. It's interesting. I discovered last night that Donald Trump is in support of the COVID-19 vaccine uh, through watching an interview that he actually did. But yet his fans are not in support of it. Well, I mean... Uh, I mean, you know, people have their choices. I mean, I told you before that even if he got it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it. Yeah, he, I believe, admitted, I, admitted to getting the vaccine. I could have that what part. What show, what show, you could have that part wrong? Uh, well, uh, well, here's what I don't have wrong. Is he said it's 95% effective and he was asked, do you encourage your supporters to get it? And he said yes. Yeah, but he, he's not going to force it on people. No, like but he him. encourages people to get it. I still wouldn't have gotten it even if he encouraged it because I, 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 I think they're very dangerous. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to get it for me. It's interesting though that this is the issue where Trump fans are like, no, we, we can't go with him on this one. Everything else. But, but anyways, uh, that was not the, uh, the point to, uh, <laughs> to bring that up. Uh-huh. Even though I do need a kiss. No. Yeah, I'll often give you. Why? Because I want one. Mm. And I'm fully vaccinated, Rick. Oh, we ha- I did go to a concert, a performance, if you will, with your mom. We we I think we talked about this, right? Not here, I don't think. Really? No. Okay. 
well, if we talked about if we talked about it before, we're going to talk about it again because I thought we did. We talked about it on the phone when I was recording, but we never. That was oh, never that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, it would. I'm not going to give his name. I honestly don't remember, but I do. Okay. Uh, we, he was an okay performer. I really wish that the mic was louder, and I also wish that he would have uh, done more uh, original stuff. You could tell that this man was heavily influenced by the Beatles. Yeah, which I I get. I am too, but that's if, way too much. If he did fifteen songs, ten of them were Beatles covers. It felt like yes, it did, and then. Even one time when he said, "Well, this is an original." Well, I, well, actually, it's not an original song, but it's an it's an original song for me to play because I haven't, you know, it was it's new to me to play for me to play. And also, but everybody else heard it. He played mostly the later Beatles later Beatles songs, and yes. the problem with those is they're very complicated, and it's not that you can't do it alone. But they sound much better with multiple players. It sounds better with a band. Yes. Yeah, it does. Having said all that, it was really good to dance to live music again outside without masks on. It was good. Um, <laughs> it was good. I just wish that um, it would have. I would hear. I, I we both wish that there was more original stuff from him, but. We went over, we, we did something that we, we have not done before. Um, my mom suggested that we say thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we, we say thank you for uh, performing. And so, um, we did that and he seemed like a nice guy. He did. Yeah. He said, Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it or whatever he said. He seemed like a very nice and a gracious person. Did I ever tell you, babes, about when I went to see the drive-by truckers perform at Everyday Music? No, I think I know that you said that you saw them perform, but I didn't know that. Um, uh, what happened? It was a free show, mm-hmm. and I think they were doing a bigger performance that night at the Roseland. Mm-hmm. But I had found out about it the night before, and. I like their music, but I didn't really listen to them a lot before this performance. Yeah. Having said that, I have a friend, the one who hosts the open mic where you and I met. Yes. Who was really into their stuff. So at the mm-hmm. last minute, I called him and I said, hey, come by. We're going to go see the drive-by truckers. And mm-hmm. he responded with, but it's going to be packed. <laughs> and I said, who cares this is a story that you're going to be able to tell your grandchildren one day that you saw them and do an intimate acoustic set. Mm-hmm. So we go there, we see them and you know, it was a smaller set because they're not getting paid for it. Yes. yes. And it's kind of a warm up thing, but it's still really cool. Yeah. The getting off stage, they say, we're going to be signing albums. So please come over and say hi. Oh, okay. And I said, well, I want to go and say hi to them. Let's go. And he's like, no, no, I'd be too embarrassed. We can't do that. I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'd say. So we didn't go over and say what? Hi. Yeah. I, by the way, I was only saying that to get him to go over to say hi because <laughs> I hadn't really listened to their music much at this point. Well, I mean, I, I say that if you have an opportunity to meet somebody, uh, someone or a group of performers that you really like, I'd say go for it. Yes. Because when are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't expecting to meet the guy that was performing, um, but I'm glad we did because he seemed like a really nice guy. This gets into an interesting question. Oh, what does it mean to have lived an interesting life? Like I, I know it's different for different time periods, yes, based on what you can do. But if you were to give somebody a quick this is a piece of advice that you could apply in almost every generation and the likelihood of your life being interesting will go up dramatically. What would it be? And I think I have an answer. Well, why don't you, okay. What do you think it would be? My answer, and this is something I've learned over time Mm -hmm. is to be open to opportunities that come your way. Exactly. And to set out with the intent of, I want to have fun. Yeah. 
Um, I would also say going with the opportunity thing that you said, mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to meet someone that you really end up admiring, uh, why not take that opportunity? Yeah. And, and because then you, because you think about it, it's like, that's a story I can tell, I don't know, my niece is a nephew or, other people that I might con- be in contact with, like I could say, I remember when they were like this. I remember meeting them when they were just coming up. And and I could say, you know, I can actually tell somebody that. I kind of wish I would have gone and met the bands. Mm-hmm. But I don't regret it too much because at the time I had just seen the one performance and I hadn't listened to their music a lot. Right. Um. I think if I was a big fan like my friend was, even though now I, I do really enjoy their music, yeah. I would regret it a lot more. Yeah. Well, maybe your friend does. We actually haven't talked about it. Yeah. Although I will say that's that's a lie. One time I overheard him talking about seeing the drive-by truckers and saying it was one of the best uh, music experiences of his life. Well. Yes. Yeah. Well, but, you know, if I had the opportunity to meet somebody backstage that I really liked, I would go for it. Yeah. And it's not just saying yes to stuff like that. It's also saying yes to stuff that sounds like it could be unique or fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, you yes, will. I realize that I've gone into the old habit of just bringing up topics is there anything you'd like to discuss um you know i don't know we talked about some interesting stuff uh i really don't know honestly what movies are we gonna watch tonight sorry my tummy's going um we are going to watch um uh Twelve Angry Men and then the movie I picked is called um I Was a Mail Order Bride with uh, Valerie Bertinelli. I'm a little bit nervous about um, that. Um the reason why I picked it is because my mom was watching it on Amazon Prime and at the time when I was listening to some of it I was uh I was washing some dishes and it seemed like a a good movie, but um, as far as I know, there was no commercial interruptions. Nice. Yeah. Tomorrow's episode will be called 12 Angry J-Lo's. Why do I have to be in the name? Why couldn't it be 12 Angry Hamlin's? I don't know. Something I I would like (laughs) to show you uh, this weekend, it's not a movie, but I'd be interested to get your take on Vindicators 3. (laughs) No, uh, and there's no vindicator, vindicators one or two. No. <laughs> and who are the vindicators? They're a group of superheroes. Okay. Oh man. Kind of like the Justice League. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with the Justice League. The no. Super Friends. You, yeah, like the Super Friends. Okay, I heard the Justice League, but I forgot who's in it. I think it's Superman, Batman, and some other characters who we don't care as much about. Okay, because I was thinking about the Super Friends. They're basically the same thing. Kind of like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. All right, all right. Yes. So maybe we'll do that, okay? But we also got to listen to some new music. Yeah. I was on Clubhouse on Mm -hmm. Sunday nights. I know, big shocker, right? It's not a big shocker anymore. Okay. I mean, I don't spend my Sunday nights on that thing, but if you do, more power to you, I guess. I went into (laughs) this room that I was expecting to be in for maybe five minutes. The topic was, why do we uh, fall out of love with songs? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And I gave my answer. Mm -hmm. Then I just was hanging out there and we were talking about music. This one guy comes into the room. And he was super interesting. He's, he was talking about how in the eighties, he, um, I think he was a program director for some radio stations in Minnesota. Hmm. That's, I b- believe I'm getting that right. And we, it led to this interesting conversation about music. 
he told us that he had uh, over 1,800 playlists on Spotify. Hmm. And I'm always fascinated by that stuff. Mm-hmm. I sit on for maybe two and a half hours. And the only reason I left was because I knew it was time to go to bed for me. Oh, wow. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But he was telling me about this artist, uh, Duran Jones, that I want to introduce you to. Mm. Yes. And uh, did you hear it after you, did you hear him after you got off of the phone? Yes. Oh, well. Yes, I did. And you were impressed. I was pretty impressed. And then there, there's this website he was telling me about. Uh, I think it's called Dusty Grooves. I might have that wrong, but it's to this um, record shop. And they, I guess they sell a lot of like really obscure records. And I've gone on there mm-hmm. and that uh, seems pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, Google Dusty Grooves. So they sell so they sell LPs and everything? Yes. Well, you have to make sure you have a record player. I know, babes. But you can at least go on and see what's, you know, at the top of their website. That's pretty cool. And then go and play it if you have a streaming service. That is really cool driving. that they have a record shop uh still uh in business, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yes. yes. Was it you who said that they that they used to hang out at record stores? I you? did. You did, yeah. I think most people did, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, when you're a teenager, not now, but when we were coming up, I just used to spend hours flipping and looking at jackets to different albums, and you know. Well, I didn't do that. I went to, um, I went to, um, I did go to music stores, but I didn't um, look at the jackets. Because you couldn't see. <laughs> I just your notes. <laughs> oh yeah, well. Then noise. Noise. <laughs> I love the smell of that menthol. Thank you. I, I wasn't sure if it was gonna be annoying to you. Oh, because I don't like um, tea tree oil smell. No, you, no. I mean, because um, you know, every time I smell menthol, it reminds me of Vicks. Yeah. Uh, but it really, um, it really feels good. Mm. It does. Yeah. J Lo. Yes. Have you been reading any books recently? Oh, I got back to my uh, mythology book. Mm. And it's interesting because sometimes the the, um, the myths overlap. I would imagine that would be the case. They do. Give me an example. Um, so I was reading um, in the 19th chapter, there was a, um, a story called um, The Ten Labors of Heracles. And Heracles was a strong, um, kid who, um, Hera wanted to kill because I think he was a son of one of, um, Zeus's, uh, harems. Cause he has, he, he marries, he likes to marry mortals, even though he's still married to Hera and she's a very jealous goddess. Um, so he, so she wanted him killed and, um, some other things happen and she wanted him to perform 10 labors and report back to somebody named Aristius. He's a, another God, I think. And, um, there are things that he had to kill and some of them almost killed him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and then in the other, um, he eventually did die, but he, um, but they saw the spirit of Heracles and he became a porter. And, um, in the, in the 20th chapter, I have to read it again, but, um, she felt terrible about how, he, how she treated him while he was still alive on earth. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of things. And they even mentioned the uh, magic bench where, uh, Theseus and um I forgot who else was on it. Oh, and by the way, Heracles is the same thing as the uh, Roman Hercules. The same uh god as a Roman Hercules. That's good. Yeah, Hercules is a Roman name for Heracles, in case you were, you um wanted to know. I knew that. Okay. But um it it was good. Um and then they even mentioned the magic bench where um Theseus was on and another person was on it. I forgot who it was. And uh, one of them was, he was able to free one of them, but he had to leave Theseus on there and they were trying to get him off. But part of his back was stuck to the <laughs> bed. 
Oh, and Her- Her- Heracles died a horrible death because he got, um, uh, because Hera, no, was it Hera? Um, no, his wife, the one that he got married to, I can't remember what her name was, um, he, uh, somebody carried her off. Deonira was her name. Deonira, um, was carried off by somebody. I forgot what his name was. And he said, look, if you don't want Heracles to cheat on you, you take some of my blood in this and put it in this jar. And then when, uh, if you don't want him to, uh, cheat on you, mix it with this shirt, with a shirt, um, put on one of his shirts. So she puts it on one of his, uh, red embroidered shirt because, um, she was afraid that he was going to leave her for somebody else. And he gets stung by, uh, some kind of creature and, uh, realizes, uh, that the, um, the stuff on his shirt is not, is, is blood from, uh, the guy who died. One of the guides who died. And he dies a horrible death because the stinging and the, the stinging of that creature uh, burns him and kills him. Ouch. Yeah. It was a, I think it was because of a snake, some kind of a snake. <clears throat> and it was, um, the blood from the, um, the guy who died is, um, uh, is supposed to help with that, but, but he gets stung and dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a fun book. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, babes? Um, um, no, um, I think, um, maybe sometime this next coming, this upcoming week, I'm going to start writing again. That's good. Yeah. So I can uh, finish my chapter and then you can look at it. And then you're going to start on that erotic detective novel you've been talking about. What? Yeah. I was not talking about any kind of novel, bubs. The coming Christian. Bubs. What? About a Christian detective who... Okay. I got that wrong. Bubs. I remember that wrong, okay? I love you, babes. Bubs. Stop it. Sorry, babes. I did have dreams that I don't remember, but... (laughs) Yes. I wrote them down, uh, and I don't want to open the app because that might stop the recording. So... Okay. They're on my phone, and I don't want to go up and get my phone. It is a little bit hot. I don't know if you're feeling hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. hot. Yes, yes. Do you want to wrap this up? Or, unless yes. there's anything else. Yes, I don't have anything to say. All right. But I would like to hear about your dreams. Yes, tomorrow, babes. That'll be our teaser. Tomorrow? We're going to well, talk about the dream. What? Uh, can I? T- can you tell me about it uh, afterwards? Well, I'd have to go get my phone, babes. I know. No, I mean after this, but... I could, but we're not going to talk about it here until tomorrow. I know that. Because I don't, okay. No, I know that. I understood what you, yes. what you said. Yes, yes, yes. Very good, you will. Yes, I will tell you about my dreams. My dreams. Yeah. Yeah. All right, babes, unless there's anything else you want to say. Uh, no, I think that is it. All right, bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Have a good one. Where's the stop button? <laughs>